Hello and welcome to another episode of the NK Active podcast. It's Nick, podiatrist and clinical director here at NK Active. So this month's short episode is going to be around about best shoes for osteoarthritis. And we're talking about osteoarthritis in the foot. So osteoarthritis is your big toe or the middle of the foot. It's really, really, really common. So footwear-wise, what do we need to be looking for? Essentially, we need to be looking for a rocker-based shoe. We know that rocker-based shoes, when you've got arthritis in the foot, can be really, really helpful. However, which is the best one? Well, it's a bit of a loaded question, this really, isn't it? Because what's the best one is dependent on the individual. So going off a bit of a tangent, really, the, the, some of the issues with footwear reviews is how I react to a shoe and how you react to a shoe are completely different. So we can have the characteristics of how you're meant to respond to the shoe. But we're all individuals. We all have different needs. We have different shape and sized feet. And brands are very much, think of footwear brands like your clothes is that each brand size eight will be slightly different in your shoes. So this means that you may want a particular brand, but if it doesn't fit your foot, you can't force it to. So it's almost a bit like, I think of a bit like the old um, Cinderella story in that the shoe will select you, you don't select the shoe because it's got to have the right fit first. And whilst we're on the subject of fit, in general, what you should be looking for, a quick tip, is a thumb's width between your big toe and the end of the shoe when standing up. And then when also when you're standing up, you shouldn't see your shoes bulging out of the side. And a quick way to test that is actually, if you take the shoe lining out of your shoe, so apologies if you're listening to this, not watching it, because I'm about to do something a little visual, but I'll explain what I'm doing as I go along really. Is if you take your shoe lining out of the shoe, and you then pop it on the floor, and you were to stand on it, if your feet are bulging over the side, then that's an indication the shoe's maybe not the right fit for you. So, rocker shoes. I am holding, in my hand, a Ciccone Endorphin Speed. So, what's special about the Endorphin Speed? In that it has a rocker built into it, and it has a nylon plate going through the sole of the shoe. So it has a rocker, but it's also stiff and rigid. And we know that having a stiff, rigid, rock and base shoe will help you if you've got arthritis in your foot. Now, it, these, these stiff rocker shoes and these carbon-plated shoes have really come about from trying to increase performance. And we had the whole hype originally a few years ago around the Nike 4%. And now every manufacturer offers their own variant of a different shoes. So yes, the original trend was there for performance. Hoka, I think, started it with the rocker base shoe years and years ago. But actually from a perspective of how they can be used to help you with foot and ankle osteoarthritis is actually they can help you push forward better. So to give that a technical term, if you're interested, something called the sagittal plane. So that's how well you can push yourself forward. And the more efficient you can push yourself, push yourself forward rather, the better you'll tend to offload, offload the foot. So yes, these shoes were there for performance enhancing, 
to try on average give you a 4% increase in the reduction in time in running a marathon, hence the 94%, there's actually a lots of implications where they can be really helpful for day-to-day life and, and activities. But there are different shoes that will have different properties that it may benefit you. So we'll start off, we said, with the Ciccone Endorphin range. You've got the Endorphin Speed and you've got the Endorphin Pros. Now, one big difference is the cost. One of them will cost around 160 to 180. The others will be excess of 220. The Endorphin Pro is slightly lighter and has a carbon fiber plate, so it's slightly stiffer. The Speed is slightly heavier and has a nylon plate and not as stiff. However, from all of the patients we have had footwear discussions with and recommendations, just for day-to-day activities, the endorphin speed is perfectly adequate enough because you don't need to go and spend the extra money on something completely stiffer. You could then also, if you didn't want the carbon plate or the nylon plate, have a look at the Ciccone Axon. So still within the Ciccone family, it's just a, a more of a budgetly priced shoe that has a slightly larger rocker, um, but doesn't have that plate inside it. However, some people feel they can feel a little more unstable in the axon compared to the endorphin speed. So this is why the endorphin speed we tend to recommend a lot is that you get the feeling of something really soft and cushiony under your feet, you get the stiffness and the rocker motion built into one, but the rocker doesn't feel too severe. You can then have a look at a brand called Hoka, and you can have the Hoka Carbon X, or you can look at the Hoka Bondi or Bondi X shoe. The the X in any of the Hoka range basically stands for having a carbon plate through the shoe, so it will naturally be slightly stiffer. Some of the things with the Hoka Carbon X, for example, some people report it feels a much of a, a harsher ride. So what do we mean by that? It's something that's still slightly firmer underfoot. So if you like a softer feeling shoe, then the Bondi has more sponge, more cushioning. So you may find that more comfortable for you. Hoka can come in different width fittings as well. So some of their shoes will go up, I think off the top of my head, up to a 2E as well, especially in, in the Clifton range, again, to help accommodate for that, that, that wider foot. We can then have a look at something like the Asics Metasky range as well. Uh, you'll tend to find with them, they, they've got a nice soft feel to them. They will tend to come up slightly narrower than your Ciccone Endorphin range. So if you've got a narrower foot, you may find the Asics will fit you slightly better, but it still has that same rocking effect and it's still going to do the same thing for you. If you're thinking, okay, that's all well and great, that's great for the road, but what am I going to do if I'm out walking the dog, walking through the fields, feeling it wet, what are my options? Well, there are still options available for you. So, we can have a look at a brand of shoes called North Face. And you may think of North Face as making all your winter clothing, snow and ski boarding and extreme sports um, equipment. But they also do a range of shoes called the North Face Vective. 
And the beauty of the North Face Vective, they have a natural rocker built in to them. And any of the North Face range that has the word Vective in, it's going to be a pretty safe bet. And I've got a few pairs myself. I've got a set of their waterproof walking boots that I've walked around the East Coast of America in and absolutely loved. And then I've got some of their trail shoes with the carbon plate, the Future Light series or the Summit series that are just a slightly stiffer shoe, but they're not waterproof. As a general rule of thumb, if you're getting a walking boot and you're out and about on the grass, going for waterproof version is most probably going to be helpful. And the beauty of these shoes, they're extremely lightweight as well. They're not overly heavy. The fit of those shoes tend to come what I call true to size. So I'm a UK 8 and I buy a UK 8 North Face. Some people do report they can come up slightly narrow, but the one thing they don't tend to have, they don't tend to have any seams in the middle of of the shoes, which is really helpful if you've got any arthritis around the toes and extra bony growth. And then with the walking boots and all of the shoes, if you've got arthritis on the top of the foot and you've got a bit of humping from extra bony growth, there are different ways that you can actually relace your shoes to sort of avoid rubbing in that area. Now, that's all well and good looking at trainers, but what about more casual base stuff? So there is a brand of shoes called Joya that you can look at that as more of a, a casual trainer slash shoe, as, as it were, that does have a rocker built in to them. Some people find the look of them not as appealing, shall we say? So it's again down to personal, personal choice. And some people can find those, the rocker on those quite large and a little unstable. You've then also got another shoe called the Gabor Rolling Soft. Now, what's interesting about this is this technically it's almost a bit of a, a bit of an outlier, as it were, in this because it's technically not a rocker shoe. However, it functions like a rocker shoe in that the, the geometry of the outsole, so the bottom of your shoe, it basically has some slits around the bottom where the shoe basically bends slightly at the heel and at the front. So this, when you're walking, it functions like a rocker shoe. And a lot of people will like these because they feel super soft on the foot. They they, they go well with your set of uh, trousers or chinos or something on those, those lines. And it's not, it's not an athletic trainer. So if you want to try and be a little bit smarter. Now... The last suggestion is again an even more of an outlier because it's technically not a shoe. If there is a particular set of shoes that you really, really like, but they're not rocker, well, you could look at artificially putting a, a rigid carbon lining rocker into the shoe retrospectively to then effectively turn any shoe into a rocker shoe. However, there are some caveats and drawbacks with this and there are also some positives let's focus on the positives first so the big positive is then you don't need multiple shoes you get one carbon line and you transfer it in and out of different shoes the downside though is that the shoe isn't actually being designed around the carbon lining so sometimes you can get a few issues with fit or if the shoe has no way of holding the foot on place with a buckle a lace or a strap you can find the heel 
can slip as well. So there we have it. We have sort of, in my opinion, some of the, the better options from footwear that you can use to help you manage your osteoarthritis. And it's also important to mention that when you're talking about shoes for osteoarthritis, for osteoarthritis in the foot and ankle, there's not just the shoes will fix everything. It's a case of shoe is part of the treatment plan, is part of the management tool to help you live with it. But we've got plenty of patients we've seen where actually changing to a rocker base shoe makes a massive difference to their daily life and, and activities. So what we've also put together that we will put in the ability in the comments a link to be able to um, download is a little crib sheet around all the different rocker shoes that we have spoken about today and the ability then to have a look at the pros and the cons. And before we sum up, that has also just reminded me, looking at that sheet, I forgot to mention one shoe and it's new to the market. It's from a brand called Ultra. Now, you may know Ultra already, but Ultra are known for making the, making the widest shoes that we have available. So they have what they call their natural toe box shape. So it's more of a square toe box. And they have just released a shoe called the Ultra, the, the Ultra Olympus, that actually has a slight rocker built into it as well. So if you're looking for the widest shoe available, then the Ultra is definitely worth a look at. So please do subscribe to the podcast. If you've got any questions or queries or comments or different shoes that you may find helpful, pop them in the comments below. Any questions, you know how to get in touch. And we shall see you on the, the next episode of the NCACTA podcast. Have a great day. Bye now.